You're listening to the Kerry Woodham Mornings Podcast from Newstalk ZB. We have been talking Nationals Transport Plan and in the absence of any other plans being put forward by the government, I guess we can discuss it. And they have outlined their four main projects, Whangarei to Port Marsden, Walkworth to Wellsford, Cambridge to Payere, and Tauriko Westgate Highway 29, all to start at the very latest within the next four years. So, radical shake-up. Uh, there's going to be 13 roads of national significance prioritised. Christopher Luxon reckons the projects can be fully funded without raising fuel excise taxes. Labour has slammed the costings around the transport projects as laughable at best. Transport Minister David Parker says the costs are woefully light, as is the explanation of how it would be funded. To discuss this, I'm joined by Infrastructure New Zealand CEO Nick Leggett, who has just landed in Australia. So thank you very much for sharing your time with us, Nick. Hi, Kerry. Hi. Is National on the right track? Well, I think we we have to have a fundamental shake-up of how New Zealand does its infrastructure, how it plans it, yeah. how it decides what's important and how it builds it. And um, this plan, you know, it's easy for people to get stuck on, it's this route, it's this road, um, and those are very important, I know, for many communities around New Zealand and particularly uh, in Auckland and the Waikato and, and Tauranga. But actually, what we need to do is have a plan that goes beyond a three-year election cycle, yeah. one that doesn't shift on the change of, of uh, the political wind, and and then one that is actually funded properly. And, you know, I don't think it's going to be a surprise to anybody listening, but our government doesn't have a lot of money to spend on infrastructure because we've been through covid and we've spent an awful lot of money in other places. So what we've got to do is find new ways to fund not just roads, but three waters, uh, all the things that um, make the country tick in terms of being an infrastructure backbone. And those, uh, you know, those, some of those mechanisms are displayed in this policy. So we're quite hopeful about that. And that's, that's really where the kicker is here. It's the government being prepared to work with external par- partners, mm-hmm. be they onshore or offshore, to not only fund infrastructure but to uh, find different ways of raising revenue from it. I've talked about toll- yes. tolling uh, some of these routes, but also value capture, which is where you know if you build a new development, the people who benefit, who live in that development, are actually going to pay back um, for the infrastructure over periods of time. Um, and... Also looking at more inventive ways to pay down the cost of infrastructure across its life. And you can engage private sector partners to do that. And, you know, we've got things like the super fund. We have Iwi Māori who are building massive asset bases. Um, Non-government doesn't mean, you know, necessarily to be some evil private sector um, entity that just wants to take profits offshore. We've got to think about uh, building more. You know, we're on the top. We're in the, I should say, we're in the bottom 10% of OECD countries in terms of the value we get out of our infrastructure. We're not building enough, and you can feel it around New Zealand. You know, we've got to keep our first world status, in my view, if we want to be the sort of country that the next generations are going to want to continue to live. And a big part of that is how people move around their cities, where they live, um, and also that we are, you know, we've got good, clean 
drinking water, that we're treating our wastewater properly and managing our stormwater. And we're able to obviously be resilient against these um, weather events that are, appear to be uh, more regular. Yeah, I mean, the fact that Waka Kotahi has not... I mean, that organisation in and of itself, I, I have grave concerns for, given its dysfunctionality at the moment. Would that be down to the lack of direction from minister, succession of look, ministers, or is it just a... Dis- uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, look, w- Waka Kotahi does the best with what it's got, but it doesn't have much. If you look at... Um, the the roading network, and I know that you're interested in that and that mm. people listening will be, um, the Wakakotahi has depreciated the state highway network in New Zealand by about $2.5 billion over the last six years. That's on its books. Mm. But it's only spent a $1 billion maintaining it. So we are going backwards at yeah. the rate of knots. And you actually, you can't blame officials for that. You, you know, they are telling us the picture. We've just got to be listening, but we've actually got to have these really important policy and funding discussions that where New Zealanders can tell politicians what's important to them, what's important to communities, being able to move around, be able to you know, get to your job, be able to get your kids to school, you know, ensuring that we can move goods to and from market. Those are the critical things that keep New Zealand moving. And we're not in... You know, we don't all live within the bounds of one city. No. We're quite a dispersed population across a, you know, a long, thin country that's got some geological challenges, and those things cost more money. <sighs> yeah. I mean, we are in a bit of a state. I mean, the roads that exist already haven't been maintained, as you point out, and that's, until they're fixed, they are going to be a danger to any travellers along them. Oh, you, you, you're absolutely right. I mean, it, it is. It's about safety primarily. It's also about you know you expect some of our infrastructure to withstand these big weather events, and often the reason they're not is because they haven't been maintained properly. So we we do have to, uh, I think, really super invest, power up our infrastructure investment, but also grab those big projects like you mentioning between Whangarei and Auckland. We've got to have that big you know mass public transport um, project in Auckland. We've got to think about the second harbour crossing. Mm. But these are all things that need to be confronted. And I think New Zealanders deserve the opportunity to actually look out to the horizon and understand that we're not just talking about those projects, but we're funding them and we've got the means to fund them. Yeah. What's causing the pothole damage? I have many callers saying it's the poor quality bitumen that's coming in. I have others who say it's just that it's they haven't been maintained and have fallen into disrepair. Well, I think there are lots of reasons and there are lots of, you know, there's a lot of speculation. I'd say there's probably a little bit of truth to all of the main things that you'll hear. But, I mean, like I mentioned before, you know, we're a billion and a half dollars light on spending on road maintenance in the last six years yeah. alone. And I can tell you the problem didn't start six years ago with this government. It started with the last government when it defunded the roading maintenance budget to build the roads of national significance. And that has never recovered in real terms, and we are playing catch-up. The sad thing is, Kerry, that this, you know, infrastructure deficit, you know, you can say the same about three waters, you can say the same about other things. We we just don't do infrastructure properly. We ignore uh, the assets we've built and think that they're miraculously going to maintain themselves. Good to talk as always, Nick. I'll let you go on your Australian tiki tour. Thank you very much for your time. News Talk ZB. 
For more from Kerry Woodham Mornings, listen live to News Talk ZB from 9am weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.